The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Jordan Cooney. Hello, marketers and SEOs. My name is Jordan Cooney from Previsible. Joining me, is Gus Pelogia, who is the SEO product manager at Indeed. Indeed is the number one job site in the world connecting job seekers with opportunities. Yesterday, Gus and I talked about why SEO product management is more than writing dev tickets. And today we're going to continue our conversation by discussing pitching big SEO projects internally. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, here's my conversation with Gus Pelogia, the SEO product manager at Indeed. Gus, welcome to the show. Hi, Jordan. Happy to be here. Awesome. So yesterday we dove pretty deep into the SEO product manager role, what it means, both from an organizational standpoint, but most importantly, that it's really more than just writing dev tickets, right? There's an entire process that goes end to end. There are relationships and key stakeholders that make uh, that role and function successful. There's obviously a growing demand and need in understanding how that role drives success. Today, though, we're really getting into the pitching process of SEO projects. Like, what does it look like to get internal buy in? What does it look like to shape and form these projects? And so, you know, Gus, as we, as we kick this off, I first want to shape what do we define as an SEO project? 
And I think this is what's really tricky, in particular for a PM. What does it really mean to be in a PM function and create a PM SEO project? And how, how is that unique from, say, other types of efforts that SEOs might do? Yes. So I think what makes this role really different is the mentality that you have behind it. So as an SEO manager before and working at agencies, I wanted to complete tickets and just get everything on the green, right? You want to fix 301s, you want to add structured data, you want to do those things, and hopefully all of them together will have an impact on, on the baseline, on your traffic or your conversions or leads, whatever KPI you have. But once you, you work as an SEO PM, you always start with an idea. So you're going to do your discovery and come up with what are the things that we can do that will not fix things that might be broken or that will just follow the guidelines that Google and Bing are giving you, but what is going to actually have an impact to make your traffic grow. So for me, everything starts with a PRD, a product requirements document. Some people will call this an SEO business case as well. And I stopped doing slides entirely once I started on this role. And every big project that I have is a long written document. It can be anything from three to six or seven pages. And in there, I'm going to explain the background on, on this uh, idea. I'm going to measure the tech depth. I'm going to show examples from competitors and how I want to roll out, how big it is how I'm going to measure it and what is my hypothesis for this thing, right? Because in SEO, we say that everything depends and it's very hard to measure specific impact of things that you're doing. But as a, as a PM, if you cannot prove the impact, it's like you never did anything. So sometimes I learned that the hard way. Sometimes I hold off to release something. Maybe I don't release to every page that we have, or I do a limited test. So I'm able to compare with the rest of the website or with the control group to actually prove that this thing, this specific thing that I'm doing is the cause of our great results. I love that because I think that that's one of the most important things in terms of projects and SEO projects is, is the scoping, right? Like how we define what this is, what this body of work is. And, and for me, I, I always like to state like, this is how, as an SEO PM, you answer the question, why, right? Like, because you're going to get that question a lot, right? You're going to get it from executives. You're going to get it from people who don't understand SEO. You're going to get it from your devs. Like, why are we doing this? Why? And so creating that form of why is really important. Now, as we go down this, like, pitching of projects, one of the questions I have for you is how important is it to understand the business's objectives, like the business's goals and business's initiatives when you're scoping these projects? That is, that is very essential for any project that we do. So I will start with, with this PRD and I have to convince people that are in product. I have to convince people that are in SEO. I have to convince the engineers, uh, directors, and maybe some other stakeholders along the way. And if I can't have like a, a reasonable hypothesis. And ideally, I can borrow results from another project that someone did that have like similar characteristics so I can estimate what the impact will be. You don't always get it right, but you do get at least a directional point, right? You, you can say if something has the potential of increasing traffic by 5% or 10% or 50%, and 
one thing that I learned on this role, and it was very hard the first time I heard it. At the end of last year, we released a, a new feature, and I said, hey, look, the pages that are on this feature, they're growing at the 40% rate year on year. I don't remember the numbers, but something like that. And I went very confident to show this to a, a director or product leader. And she came back to me and said, but how do we know that this is actually the impact of the work you're doing? Because the whole website is kind of growing. So how do we know that it's because of the things that you did? And that's when I learned that uh, we have a team that does SEO A-B testing. It's a marketing science team. And essentially what they're going to do is they're going to get a, let's say if you have a test group, you have a thousand pages that you, you made a change to them. They're going to find another group that is around the same size that has been performing on the same level of traffic for the last six months or a year. And that's going to be your control group. And once you release that new feature, the difference between those two groups, hopefully the test group grew more than the control group. That difference is actually the impact that you made. So sometimes the whole traffic is going up and it's not because of the thing that you did. It could be something else. It could be Google rewarding the website. It could be something that a different team did. So unless I can prove that incremental impact, I'm not going to get resources to get more stuff done. So I find that that's, that's the, the most exciting moment for me. The second most exciting is to release an initiative. And the most exciting is to get the results from it. Sometimes because I work with a team in the US and I'm in Ireland, I will get a uh, you know, an email from, from these teams saying, oh, here are the results from, from this thing. And it could be at 10 p.m. I'm like, well, I need to see this right now. And if it's great, I get really excited and start thinking about next steps. If it's not great, I get a little bit disappointed, but I start looking at what are other ways can I try to prove this? Have I done something wrong here? How can I refine my hypothesis to actually prove the impact on this thing? Or maybe... Sometimes you realize, okay, there is no way to prove this or more kind of this actually does not have the impact that I thought it would have. And it's disappointing. You you get sad about it, but at least you know. So you don't spend more time, another six months going on that direction because Google said so or because it's written on somewhere in some guidelines and you're just following because others are doing, but unless they can prove it, it's like it never happened. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. 
So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. I love this, Gus. And I think it's fascinating because SEO, in our previous episode, we talked about being cross-functional. And I think that in the nature of it being cross-functional, it creates this huge challenge for measurement. And the biggest challenge is not just accountability of the work and where it comes from and what it impacts, but also the attribution of SEO to the ecosystem, right? And so that's what the great challenge is. And I really want to unpack this piece. You mentioned SEO testing, but I also think there's a big component of setting yourself up for success. So if you set benchmarks, if you set targets, if you set expectations in advance of doing the work, it's very easy to tie attribution back, right? Because it is an ecosystem game, because the whole website goes up, right? Or my favorite statement from executives is, well, this is just free from Google. That's not how that works, especially in the PM role. Like we pay our engineers and we determine that we're going to put this much energy and effort into this. So there is a cost. But the reality is that there's a lot of misunderstanding in terms of evaluating SEO. So I'd love to get like your perspective in terms of pitching projects. How do you set up that accountability or better yet, the attribution so that you do recognize the work that SEO has done and its impact? Sure. So again, it will all start with this PRD. And I usually will give this document for people to, to look at it. And sometimes... I look at the document at the end or as I'm writing and I realize I am actually not setting this up for success or there's no way to prove or to do what I'm trying to do here. It gets too complicated to prove the impact. And sometimes I just shut down the idea right there. So before it goes out to other people to see it, I realize, okay, this is not going to work. But in some other moments, you need to be very thorough on your test group and, you know, what are you going to select for, for this test? So sometimes I want to release something new and I will make sure that I'm picking pages that are not ranking that well, right? I try to avoid just looking at keywords because I, for me, with the amount of da- data that we have, it's kind of a thing of the past. You have a bit of a reference there, but maybe you rank third for this keyword, but on, you know, this page ranks for 50 or 100 turns. And you rank really well for all the other ones. So at the end of the day, moving one keyword is not going to make a big difference. But I sometimes you need to go that direction and say, okay, let me get a group of pages that are not performing at their best. So I have space to grow as I make this test. Or let's get a group of pages that are a bit more specific about this thing, right? We're going to have pages that have different intents and, and so on. So if I want to show... Uh, highest conversion rates that people are applying for more jobs on after we made a, a change like this, I will start with maybe pages that have a higher search potential or that I can see more, there are more jobs available for it. So our offer will be better as well. So there is a good amount of work to planning this information and looking at pages and making sure that you're selecting the right ones for the type of tests you want to do. Yeah, that's and that's the piece there, right, that I think is so important as you're scoping out projects and you're defining them for your partner teams is this isn't just about selecting 
KPIs or, or metrics is about really identifying the right ones that are connected to that type of work. And sometimes it's tricky, especially in a PM function. Sometimes it is about productivity, right? Especially if you're dealing with something like tech debt, or you're dealing with something that is not necessarily going to drive a measurable impact. It might be about like productivity, getting a certain amount of you know tickets completed or, or having a completion ratio or, or setting a ben- benchmark threshold on like core web vitals or number of pages that are good pages. Those things don't necessarily equate to more traffic in theory. They do, but not in practice. And so like kind of setting those kinds of targets can help your teams feel like there's more uh, credibility behind the projects and the projects are scoped correctly. Yeah, um, I totally agree with you. Sometimes it's about the the right moment to bring something up, right? And you were talking about Core Web Vitals. And I remember at some point last year, there was a group of pages that I wanted to run a test to see if we could get the their numbers a little bit higher on, you know, to get them all approved on Core Web Vitals. But I knew there were very short amount of time for the year to complete and the engineers would be available. And I would rather get something else done on this time. So I would at least release something before the year was over. So I didn't even bring Core Web Vitals or Speed to a conversation. It wasn't even on a ticket because I knew that adding that to a conversation I would just add noise to the other things we were doing. So, you know, sometimes it's, I know something is not perfect. I'm going to live with this. There are other things that will have a higher impact. And when the time is right, when we ran out of the, the biggest things we wanted to do and someone else is looking at this, then we can add those nice to have or those lower impact tasks or, or activities to, to get done. Yeah, that's there's no question that that's kind of the, the balance of both setting the right projects up, building those expectations with the stakeholders, and then getting to the outcomes you want to have. Yep. So Gus, let's do something really fun here. Let's let's do a rapid fire session with our listeners here. Let's give them some real actionable tools that they can use in a product requirement document. So this is how you start the process of building your plan. This is the document, and, and there's different names and different flavors, and that's not the big idea here, right? It's really about what are the elements that you need in this document to make it successful for your organization. So let's let's give our listeners a quick rapid fire list of things that you should have in your PRD or any requirement in a plan. Sure. So first one is the background. You live in SEO, but the people that are reading this, they don't live in your universe. So they don't know that there was an update or Google released something new. So you need to explain this to someone who does not understand fully what you're talking about. So, you know, go baby steps and explain very clearly. Don't make assumptions. Then you go on your opportunity. And if you don't know exactly how you're going to measure this yet, you can at least say the number of pages that will be impacted by this. What is the total search volume that you can have or have an estimation of your number of conversions uh, as well. Then your MVP, your minimum viable product, what is the basic version that you're going to release that will allow you to prove the impact before you add all the flashy and nice things, then your technical depth, what are the tasks that you're going to perform, an overview of what the engineers will perform and, and so on. Do talk with your engineers before you just name what you're going to do here because they will know better on the top level and further down, they're going to break this into tons of smaller tasks. Have a section for your open questions. I promise people will have a lot of questions about it. Even things that you think are obvious, 
they're not obvious for other people if they don't live inside SEO. And sometimes even when they do live inside SEO. And finally, how you're going to measure and how long this project is going to take. So I expect to release this in, in two months from now. We're going to have an MVP. And in three months, we're going to measure the impact. And then we're going to decide uh, which direction to take. Do we want to develop this more? Or this is already finalized, has done enough, has done all, all it could do. And finally, a section for your documentation, you know, articles that are about this, sheets that people are having, are, you know, working on when they created this, maybe more details about the pages or keywords or, you know, any kind of documents that you can use to give more information about this. Love it. And that's great advice for anyone who's building a product requirement or any product planning document. That wraps up this SEO strategy episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Big thank you to Gus Pelosia from Indeed for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Gus, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can also contact him on Twitter, where his handle is at Pelosia, P-E-L-O-G-I-A, or you can visit his personal website at GusPelosia.com. Okay. Thanks to Jordan Cooney, the founder of Previsible. If you'd like to get in touch with Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you can visit his company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet, and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Data.